I don't think we've met before, but I'm the referee on this field. If you're working as an accountant and you lose your job, nobody really notices. Leinster could offer me five mil a year, I wouldn't go. It is coming off! Robbie, Robbie, weekly. Little reverse pass, Hello and welcome to the 42 Rugby Weekly, episode 2 of our Lions selection for 2021. Last week, Murray Kinsella and Bernard Jackman picked their tight fives for the plane to South Africa and we are joined by both men again today and delighted to be joined also for a second time on the podcast by one Darren Cave. How are you, Darren? Good, thank you. I was so keen for some ruggers that I phoned Murray and said, can you get me back on the show so I can talk some rugby, please? <laughs> it's our pleasure to have you back on uh, Bernard how are you getting on on your end good thanks yeah end of month today so uh, I have a bit of paperwork to tidy up this afternoon but yeah again looking forward to, to chatting line selection and hopefully Murray picks a few non-English players today yeah Jesus the blowback from that was phenomenal Murray um, are you still in hiding there yeah, I got through all right. This would be a bad time to reveal that I was actually born in England when I was, um, my parents were over there and I was born. It took them about three weeks to get me home. But um, yeah, so that might be my bias coming through there. Are you uh, eligible for a passport? I think I still am dual eligible, yeah. I haven't got a call from either yet, but uh, keep my options open. <laughs> so lads, looking at today then, we're going to do the back rows naturally, next in line, and then we're going to do the half backs as well. So we've got a nice blend of forward ballast and uh backs flare on the podcast uh we're gonna try and limit you to seven back rows the way it was in 2013 if you want to go with more than you know work away but if we go seven back rows then we can do three scrum halves and three out halves uh so let's aim for that we'll kick off with yourself darren because we haven't heard from you in a while so the way we've been doing it is we've just been asking guests to begin with to name who they would start in each position and then who else they'd bring on the plane so to begin with your starting blind side who have you opted for there jeepers talk about throwing me in, in the bleeding deep end here <laughs> go uh, for it darren we trust you Oh, flip me. This is like, I don't know if I'm coming back on this show, actually. Back row, <laughs> uh, probably the most competitive one, um, particularly this year with the Scots, um, throwing a couple of uh, curveballs in there. So uh, I'm going to go with the tried and tested, maybe my heart roll a little bit, but I think we're going to see a big 18 months if we get some rugby. From Peter O'Mahony. Ooh, that's a big call to begin with. Yeah, because, do you know what? I was looking at all the teams when I sat down to look at this, looking at who played at six. Um, you know, he likes the Courtney Laws, thinking he could easily slip in there. Richie at um, uh, at Scotland in Wales, the likes of... Um, well, they, they've chopped and changed between Wainwright and Moriarty, so it could be either of those. Um, and then I just thought, let's pick an Irish guy. <laughs> <laughs> an open side. At open side? Yeah. No, no bl- blind. This is a... Uh, we're going at six. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Perfect. Great. Yeah. What do you reckon, Bert? Um, no, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't go Peter. Um, at, I wouldn't go Peter at the moment. I think Curry, um, Wainwright, uh, Navidi as as kind of out and out sixes. And then obviously the likes of Courtney Laws and, and potentially... Um, 
someone like like Hendo or or Toje if if they're going to try and beef up the um the the pack with an extra second row in there. But uh yeah, I think Peter will be looking to make the plane to be honest. Um uh I, I would say Curry or, or Wainwright probably is a little bit more dynamic um at the moment and uh well on form anyway this year. I know like look at Peter Peter probably bounced back, but I wouldn't I I didn't have him in my initial tree to be honest. Interesting. What about yourself, Murray? Did Omani make your squad and who do you start with at six? Uh no, Omani missed out on his going through the options. Um I'll just give you my starting back row that I, I picked in the end. I went for Tom Curry. I know you can't do you can't do you can't do that, Murray. You can't do that. Right. If I if okay, let's go back to the start, you know, Billy at number eight, right? And then work either side. Yeah, exactly. Uh so listen, I went for Tom Curry at six. Obviously he can play across the back row now and he's he kind of silenced quite a few doubters at, at eight over over the course of the Six Nations. So he grew into it. But um, I think you're probably looking at getting one of those brilliant back rows in at six. Um, I don't think Omani's form has been great. I think Wainwright's a, a decent option there. I probably would bring him on the plane. But I think Tom Curry has obviously played there for England and, and he has just such a complete skill set that he could do a brilliant job there. I think you have to have him on the team and probably one of the first names. Um, and if he's not wearing the seven jersey, then you get someone else another brilliant player into your back row as well so went for curry at six uh, and just to just to round it out i did go for vunapola at eight and um, he's obviously got a, a broken arm again and he has that issue and if he can sort that out for me he's probably the best eight in the game i think he's really complete i think he'd be brilliantly suited to that tour and then went for tipperick at seven so that was my starting trio anyway but this was a really hard area to pick there's loads of really good options and even getting the balance in the back row i think i think was really difficult Bernard, just to get it on paper here, I'm making a note of them all. So who would you start at six to begin with? Sorry. Yeah, I'd start Curry. I'd start Curry. I'd only bring two out and out sixes um, because I think Toje, or not Toje, yeah. Courtney Laws will, will triple up or double up. So I'd go Curry and Wainwright for me. Um, and then and then my number eight selections will give us a bit of cover there as well. Nice one. Darren, you're still okay with Pete to start. Have you changed your mind at all? Have you listened to the two lads? <laughs> um... Uh, maybe, yeah. Would well, tell me? Does, <laughs> does, does Pete listen to this podcast? I don't think he's a fan of podcasts as a general. Okay, reader. if if Pete doesn't listen, then I can change. Um, <laughs> you see, because this is the thing, we're so far out. Um, but we're not going to get any rugby between now and then, so this could be could we could be going off previous selections. I really like um Tipperick at seven. Really like Tipperick at seven. So. I've probably, um, yeah, messed myself around there. Going on, if I want Tipperick at seven, then I'd probably go with Curry at six. And to jump the gun, uh, if he's fit, uh, Big Billy at eight. Yeah. Billy is, is the universal one really at eight, isn't he? Let's see now. So you've gone Curry, Tipperick, and Billy V. I think you've all actually got the same back rows although Birch who do you have at 7 sorry it might not be Tipperick yeah no I have um, <clears throat> I have Tipperick at 7 to be honest and uh, I have Underhill Underhill as as his backup and, and maybe Watson um, if you're as a, as a left field but as an out and out 7 obviously if Dan Neve was to come back to form he'd, he'd be in that picture but um, yeah I think Tipperick is a is a world class footballer and gives you X factor, um, very good defensive line and option. Underhill is a very similar to Curry, just a you know a really athletic, you know hard working, effective, 
effective open side and, and it could easily be Hunreal and, and Curry starting to be honest but uh, so I, I, I went for just two out and out open sides which were Underhill and, and Tipperick and Murray then going beyond your starting back row who are you bringing on the plane uh, yeah like even select knee spots it's, it's, it's going to be really difficult for them Levy's a really interesting one because now with the lack of rugby obviously I mean he's he's Lencer said he's he's pretty much there with his rehab that whenever Roby's back he's going to be back so the sooner obviously the better for him because he gets a chance to to build up that fitness level that contact skill and and show his quality again I think if we do get Roby back I think he, he can tour listen there's a load of unknowns obviously it's a really complex knee injury and uh, it's it's a obviously a tough one to come back from even in in terms of putting yourself in those co- contact situations I can imagine but if he did get back fit I think he'd be a brilliant tourist I think he'd be 26 next month and he just would relish that physical contest of taking on the box I think he'd be well suited to it a brilliant player to to push uh, and compete with Tipperick at seven I, w- I would have Underhill there as well and again you're Possibly you have too many sevens at this rate, but I think just in terms of the quality of those players, it's very hard to leave them out. I think you could maybe shift some of them to six. It's not ideal, obviously, um, but those guys are versatile enough to, to move around. I think Wainwright would be a good option to have as a potential player at six, definitely. I think Laws or whoever you have in, in your second row, Itoji obviously can do it as well. They, they'd provide that bit of cover. And then for my last one, I went for a bit of a wild card with Caelan Doris. And again, this is really... I mean, the, the lack of rugby is going to obviously affect him and many other guys because they can't just show that progress rate and that development that he was hinting at and threatening and he was so unlucky in the Six Nations with his debut cut so short and then obviously the tournament cut short. But I think he is absolutely elite potential and, and can be a really world-class uh, back row player. So that's how I win in the end. But you're you're losing out on loads of quality by, by um, ignoring others. Just touching upon those couple of Irish players that Murray mentioned there, so Bernard, is there a chance that if Levy could get sufficient rugby under his belt between now and then, that he is actually a better player or on a par with Justin Tipperick to the point that he could be a test starter? It's very, he's very different profile to be honest. Um, he's kind of more like like Underhill. Um, I, I would say I think Tipperick is a, is of all the sevens you know that I looked at, which was Hamish watching it, was Jenkins, Jamie Ritchie. Dan Levy, Lewis Ludham, uh, Sam Underhill, um, Tipperick was just a, you know, he was a different kind of profile altogether. So I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't compare Dan to him for sure. Dan at his best could, you know, could be up there with with Underhill. Um, but Tipperick is effectively an extra back, you know, um, playing seven, um, a very high work rate, very effective defensively. As I said, good line of option. Um, Gatlin knows him really well, um, and uh, you know they're probably going to play a, a one three. Two two shape and you know, one and he uh, one on the edge and he's he's very effective in those outside challenge so I think he's nailed on and then you know for sure Dan you know Dan is a is a, is a brilliant player and and could push um could push his way in there I don't see them bringing three sevens they also think he'll bring bring two and and for me I suppose you know um, Murray went with the I suppose left field one of Cale and Doris um has only got a couple of caps. I thought so. My back, my back row. Sorry, my number eights were were Billy Winopola, uh, Moriarty, and Falatau. With more with Moriarty being able to play six um, as well, and then um, I was only going to bring two two sixes, uh, which were Curry and Wainwright. Um, but I did think that if Falatau didn't get back, you know, obviously he's had a he's had a tough time with injury. Um, 
and they were going to go left field and you wanted someone a little bit like Billy it was Alex Dombrant would be the guy um, who would be the left field one um, and I know you know he's probably not as 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 well known obviously in Ireland as he is in the Premiership but um, very effective ball player Eddie Jones hasn't really taken to him but um, a, a really explosive dynamic ball carrying ace um, of which there's actually not that many um, you know, really in, in, in the British and Irish uh, line selection pool. So he was the guy I had left field, but he wouldn't go unless someone like Faletau or, or Billy were out. So you're bringing, uh, to begin with, you've got Curry, Tipperick, Bunapola. They're fairly yeah. cemented there. You've got Underhill, Moriarty, is a definite on yours? He's in my, in my seven, yeah. In my traveling seven. And, and yeah. Faletau. And Faletau definite? Yeah. Or just no, provided definite. he gets back yeah. to and then Don Brandt. Don Brandt is the outsider. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Darren, are you, like, you've got the same back row. The three of you've got the same back row. Peter Romani still makes your plane. I take it. I mean, you don't want to piss him off that much, surely. <laughs> Do you know what? The more players that get listed here, the more I wonder. Like, is he going to be playing the Ireland team for next year? Actually, when uh, when they were chatting about Doris and likes of even we haven't mentioned Stander yet, and and like Max Deegan obviously coming through as well. Um, uh, I think um, I'm a big fan of Falatau, so I think if he gets back to anything like um where he can play, I I would put him in as um uh traveling number eight for sure again i'm a big fan of underhill as well i just think that he is the one player in world rugby who at the minute who has really mastered how to tackle effectively with force technically good without bringing the referee into it and i think like if i was a coach which i never will be because it's far easier to sit on your chair and complain um (laughs) he is the guy I would be saying, watch how he tackles people because too many players, and I often think uh, pundits and fans are like, we're very, we are very forgiving of players. Like, as a player, you if there's force and you are like, you know, anywhere above the waist, you're threatening to get yourself in trouble, you know, um, and the way he tackles round the legs really hard, gets players on the, on the ground, um, and, and gets people over the ball. So I really like him. So he's a definite traveller for me. Then um, I actually thought the likes of a Dombrand or a Simmons could have been like a curveball. Um, the other one, have we mentioned um, Jamie Ritchie? Um, he's a guy who oh, just was out, I think it was, was it the, one of the last games of rugby we've seen, was outstanding and you have to think he's only going to get better. Again, it probably comes down to who you've got on the second row and have you got your Atojes and your Laws and your Hendersons that can all cover. Um, but Richie, I would put... Uh, I'm going to put Rich... Do I have space to put Richie on the plane as well? How many have I got? Oh, you have plenty of space, Darren, at the moment, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Richie puts me at six, does it? Uh, um, you, with Underhill and Falatau, that puts you at six, yeah. Yeah, so I'd put Richie in there. Um... And a guy who I don't think we'll see, but I'm really interested to watch him develop uh, over the next couple of years. Unfortunately, uh, I'm from Murray's school of, of going on about how great England are here, but uh, <laughs> it's Ben Earl. Ben Earl. Mm. Interesting. So, are, but are, you're, you're saying you don't think he will make it. Would you take him to round off your seven, or am I missing somebody? Is Peter still on your plane down the back there somewhere? 
Uh, my seven. So I've got. Um, no, I don't. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to apologise to Peter. He's not coming anymore. He can book his holidays. Um, Cheapers. <laughs> uh, too many names. Too many names. Um, You've got let- Curry six, Tipperick seven, Vunapola eight. Underhill, Falato, and Richie as definites basically on in, in your squad. Yeah. It's a good it's so, a good back so, row as I could find myself no. on the bloody co- coaching team at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> there is. Like there's other uh, players we haven't even mentioned, like even like Jack Conan, someone who's been injured, probably has yeah. maybe a long term ambition of it. You know, Ted Hill even is a guy who's who's kind of rising for us as well. There's there's so much quality as always in the back row. Murray, if you've given me seven, actually, you've got Curry at six, Tipperick seven, uh, Vunipol at eight, and then you went with Levy, Underhill, Doris. Did I miss one? Wainwright was the other one. Wainwright, okay, okay. And Bert, have you got Wainwright as yeah, well? Yeah, so my seven are Underhill, Tipperick, Curry, Wainwright, Moriarty, Falatau, and Vunipola. Okay, and Murray, you've got Curry, Tipperick, Vunipola, Levy, Wainwright, Underhill, and Caelan Doris. And Darren, you've got Curry, Tipperick, Vunipola. Underhill, Falato, Richie, Ben Earl. Yeah, no, no, sorry, Chuck, not Ben Earl. Chuck Earl in there. He can, he chuck can him chuck in. him in anywhere. Yeah, be all right, sure. Yeah, Peter Romani is currently on his way to Belfast, breaking lockdown. I'd say. Uh, no, he's currently he's currently on his way uh, to uh, the travel agents to book his holiday that summer. <laughs> well, uh, at least you're in agreement uh, as to. The starters, it's difficult to look beyond, obviously, Tipperick and Vunapola and Curry, maybe to an extent. It's As you said, things can change between now and then, but there's something resembling a, a uniform selection there. Moving on to halfbacks then, it, again, it's a very interesting, there are two very interesting positions with this tour in mind. Murray, you and I were talking very briefly earlier about how at scrum half, it's actually difficult, maybe for the wrong reasons in a way, in that as much as there are several big names, there's not necessarily a standout candidate who's lighting things up at the moment. Um, yeah, it is difficult. There's there's loads of different options there. I suppose you picked it right now on the most recent form. Ben, ben Youngs is probably your option because he was excellent for England. But, um, you, you know, several months before that, you wouldn't have said said as much. So this is difficult to pick. There, even in Wales, there's there's not real certainty over who their first choice, even second choice scrum half is. So I think it's it's difficult in that sense. In the end, I found myself going for Thomas Williams and that's probably just on, on a personal preference. He might not even be Wales' scrum half because Gareth Davies and Reese Webb are obviously experienced and excellent nines with their own skill sets. So I did find this tricky, but I love the way he plays. I love his um, little bit of flair, his he's got a bit of an edge about him as well he obviously can he can run he can pass well he's got really good tempo to his game as well um and i think he's a player who's definitely on the rise and will keep improving um if there is a bit of rugby before before the line store so yeah i found this really difficult i have to say um and obviously back in 2018 Connor murray would have been the obvious candidate but his form hasn't quite been as good since so he's probably uh, faded away although I, I definitely would have him on the plane Bernard, who do you start at nine? Um, I start Ben Young as well, and I, I'm I'm like Murray. I, I can't decide which Welsh uh, nine will go, or will two of them go? Um, potentially. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see Webb now back eligible. Um, you know, and back playing the Ospreys. Um, can he? You know, he's been always been a big game player. Um, 
you know, very good breaking nine, um, you know, and good all round game. Garrett Davies as well, he's probably form dipped a little bit. He was outstanding when the Scarlets were were probably flying on all cylinders. Um uh, and and Tom, uh, Thomas Williams um is yeah, he's he, he's very good. I think that, you know, for me there's three Welsh come halves in my shortlist, which is um which is amazing and, and, and the other one was Ali Price, but I, I just I think Young's Young's on current form, his kicking game is outstanding. Um like the reality is it's very difficult to break down the Bach defence um, by running around it, by getting around it, ball in hand. You gotta, you gotta play territory, um, and Gatlin would be, you know, pretty smart on, or pretty certain on that. So I think you go for Youngs. Youngs the best box kicking nine in that group. I know, you know, we think Connor, Connor is, but at the moment of form, Youngs' kicking game is better than his. Um, but he'd like to have Gatlin would like to have the spark off the bench of of a Reese Webb or a. Or Garrett Davies or Thomas Williams. So, um, yeah, for me, I, I'm not. I think there could be two Welsh nines in in, in the squad along with with Ben Youngs. In which case, Conor Murray misses out then, Bernard. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think he, I think uh, yeah, I think on current form he wouldn't go. Darren, would you go along with that? It's it is. Um, if you think I made a mess of the back row, wait for wait. Uh, hold on to your hats. Um, <laughs> Because uh, this one is seriously tough. Even uh, you know, as you look through the the um the home nations, Ireland question marks about who the starting nine is. Same in uh, in Wales, especially with Rhys Webb coming back and and Scotland. Um, you know, Ali Price normally starts, but George Horn has big impacts for them as well. And and England have had had big question marks at nine. I actually felt a couple of months ago that England might uh, sort of clean the slate after this Six Nations with both their nines. Might just pick a younger uh, a younger guy. You know, on the end of the day, they've got 12 English teams. They've got a load of good young nines. Uh, but the two guys over 30 playing there, which is quite unlike them. So I'm not 100% convinced we're going to see Ben Youngs. I think he's up to it. I agree very strongly with Bernard that I think a really good kicking nine is very important. Um. So that begs the question, you know, the two Scottish guys, I associate them with running games. Uh, um, so are we looking at, uh, I try not to be too biased with my Ulster hat on, is John Cooney in the conversation? Um, Connor Murray's got to be in the conversation. Um, so given that I just am not sure that, let's assume we do get a load of rugby over the next 12 months, I'm not sure that Ben Youngs is going to be a real dominant sort of key guy for England over the next 12 months, despite him sort of silencing a few critics in the Six Nations. So I do think Gatland likes what he knows, which is often Welsh, but in this instance, it's Conor Murray. <laughs> That's a huge call. So he doesn't make your plane, Birch. He makes yours, Murray, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I had him in the, the touring party. And you reckon, Darren, that he might well end up starting, given what he brings to the table, particularly with his box kicking? Yeah, I think I agree. I think um, the, the the three Welsh nines and the two um, Scottish nines I associate with real tempo, lots of tries, lots of second touches. And I think that's great. Um, but I'm not, I associate South African rugby, big packs, altitude, lots of kicking. Um so I'm going to stick with what I know and go with Conor Murray. Bernard, of the three Welsh options at scrum half, 
uh, if you were to narrow it down to two, which I'm sure you have there, who of those three do you bring if you are Gatlin or who would you bring yourself? Um, Thomas Williams and Reese Webb for me. Um, I think both of them are, are outstanding. Uh, I, you know, I, I think Youngs will start, um, but I said I'd love to be bringing one of those on um, off the bench. Um, they both they both are real strong attacking threats. Uh, Reese Webb has obviously been there before. He's actually a really good tourist as well, and and he's got a real kind of um, you know kind of uh, I suppose attitude about him. He, you know, he's a big big game player. He'll back himself, and um, that's going to be really important. You know, if you're going to be playing halfback in the Lions test test series away you know in South Africa uh, you need people who will, who will I suppose take risks and um, will, will have a go and I, I think he'll he'll get in there for that you know based on based on past form um, and now he's back in Wales I think he'll be well looked after and <clears throat> in, from an international point of view and, and, and can probably hopefully peak in, in terms of next year's Six Nations and, and show himself in a good light so I, I'd go for yeah my three were Youngs uh, Reese Webb and, and Thomas Williams and Darren uh, so you're First choice is Connor Murray. Um, there is a bit of an embarrassment of riches there, obviously, in terms of options. It is a difficult call, but if you are selecting two more to go on the plane, who from that plethora of options do you choose? I'm going same as Bernard. I'm going with Williams and Webb. That is on the presumption that there's no sort of um, bad blood with the whole Webb situation and going to Toulon and not being told that he wasn't allowed to go. And um, I don't know what the situation is with him and, and Gatlin. Um, but uh, I just... I think Williams has played some great rugby and uh, I think Webb does seem like the kind of guy who would be a good tourist. Um, and as I said before, I think Gatlin, uh, he likes what he knows and it's it's a it's a tough call. That means that the likes of a Ben Youngs is, is out of my three. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with those three. Gatlin definitely, uh, definitely likes what he knows, as Darren says there, Murray. Um, he's also liable to, to make a couple of wildcard selections in a couple of positions, no doubt about it. Um, do you think that, like, his... Say, for example, if we were to say that Conor Murray maybe isn't in great form in relation to, or in comparison to, some of those Welsh scrum halves and even Youngs at the moment, do you think the familiarity that Gatlin will have uh, with Murray just having brought him on previous Lions tours will be something that works in Murray's favour, even if he's not lighting the world on fire form-wise himself. Yeah, definitely. Experience is a factor and a, and a big factor in high-level rugby. Definitely, we know, we know that. And he was excellent in 2017. He has just turned 31, so he'll be 32 by the time the tour rolls around, which is obviously older than some of the other options. Um, and he probably would need to pick up his form with Munster and with Ireland. But I think maybe some of that has been a bit overplayed. I still think he's an excellent scrum half, even if he's not at the very heights he was. 2017-2018 his passing is excellent he's a really good defender as well um, and has that experience as you mentioned so I I think he presuming that he does get a bit of form going I think he's a a good option there of Williams as well I think one of the guys who's really interesting in terms of if you're going to have that wild card is George Horn who I really strongly considered here because I think he can really change how you're attacking he's such a smart scrum half he's little dinky kicks over the top he snipes he's got really good acceleration I think it'd be a really interesting option to have as your third but um, I, I think it was too hard to leave out Ben Young certainly um, he's younger than Conor Murray um, a year younger I think and um, is playing really good rugby and as the lads say his kicking quality is, is superb so I think if you had those three I went for Murray 
Youngs and Williams, you got three really good nines. I mean, there's every chance, Murray, that you will get a couple of emails or at least comment sections will light up at this as they tend to do. Because like, if you look back on the last six months, say, the probably probably public clamour was for John Cooney to start over Conor Murray. I mean, it was definitely a conversation in, in uh, post-World Cup and following a couple of Ireland's less convincing performances, let's say. So, like, say, for example... I don't know if there is a six nations between now and then let's hope there's at least one or at best one and a half uh say is is there a chance that john cooney does actually eventually just overtake Conor murray and then this conversation kind of becomes irrelevant in a way like as much as murray does bring still plenty to the table and has that experience he might not even be starting for ireland in which case john cooney like i just feel as though maybe we're overlooking john cooney in this conversation to an extent given the form he has been in in europe uh, especially yeah, absolutely. There's loads of ifs in this. As Darren points out, Ben Youngs might not be the, the English nine. Thomas Williams may not even play at all for Wales, consider, depending on who they go for in their matchday squad. So there's all sorts of potentials. And, and certainly John Cooney has been pushing Conor Murray harder than ever, certainly in this Six Nations. Um, we saw that his form has been superb and, and really consistent for Ulster. His kicking game has really come on. He's added those kind of X-factor moments that he was pushed to by Dwayne Peel to to look out for those try-scoring opportunities and, and not just running the support lines, but creating things himself. He's a really good footballer. So he has a really excellent skill set. He's obviously good off the tee as well, which is a handy one to have in, in your toolkit as well. So certainly he's in the mix. He's in the mix for an Ireland spot and, and will be for the lines as well if he can push on. And, and you, you think with a guy like that who's very good at planning and making goals and putting in kind of plans into place I, I think he might even be eyeing that himself so um it's gonna be fascinating how t- to see if we do this if we did this podcast coming up to the actual selection how different our opinions would be i would imagine they'll be uh they'll be changed all right ah no i think you've got it spot on i don't know i as don't as, see any change as long as nobody's writing mine down <laughs> <laughs> well let's just someone say- will someone will make a list out of this and then they'll remind you in in whatever month's time absolutely no doubt about it for the sake of argument then just to not to necessarily write it down but to have it uh on the record darren in podcast form Connor murray is your starting nine and then you go with thomas williams and reese webb correct yes birch you've gone ben young starting nine and then webb and williams and murray you've gone young starting nine and then williams and your surname's sake Connor murray I went, yeah, went for Williams to start. Just oh, a, sorry, a, a pardon me. Left field choice, but um, the other two nines there as well, yeah. Lovely stuff. On to out half then, and it's maybe a little bit more clear, to my mind anyway, who is likely to start. I'll start with yourself, Darren. Uh, who have you got starting at 10, and who else do you bring on the plane? Can I go, do I have to go first? No, I'll go with the... <laughs> <laughs> I, I have, Start with I've, Bernard. I've got a few bits. Of, I've got a bit of paper here with a few names on it, but uh, they're in. You know, they're not. They're not in a packing order at the minute. Ah, uh, no problem. No problem. Well, we'll start with yourself, Perch. Then, if you fancy it, uh, who do you start it out half to begin with? Um, the, for me, the ten position was the hardest to to pick, and I'll give you my uh, my starting group that I work backwards from: Anscom, Russell, Bigger, Ford. Sexton and Hastings okay so um, and you could throw Patchell in there as well because he's actually Gats Gats rates him really highly but obviously he's had he's had a lot of concussions so I take out Hastings um, straight away um, I take out Russell 
okay because uh, I just think uh, again I think he's going to have to go with strong personalities and and, uh, and big leaders and proven proven goal kicker so my shortlist is Sexton uh, Bigger and um, Sexton Bigger and Farrell okay and if I was to push you as to who would actually make your starting lineup then um, probably Farrell at the moment Farrell at the moment Murray you're three to begin with yeah, yeah. There's again loads of quality here, um, and it's going to be fascinating to see how we, everyone plays over the next year. I went with Farrell, Ford, and Sexton for my three. Um, Talked about Finn Russell quite seriously because he can obviously add something a bit different again and different profile of player. I think the current saga with Scotland may count against him, though. I don't know. Other head coaches looking at that, thinking that's not exactly the kind of situation or potential situation I want to have on a tour where this guy might not be my starting 10 and has to be around the squad. So I think that'll actually count against him. Um, and Bigger's just such a brilliant competitor. It's hard to leave him out. But yeah, they're the three. I went for the two English. So my bias is still coming through there and I got one Irish in there as well. <laughs> Bernard, you know, um, in relation to the Russell situation, of course it, it might work against him in the eyes of many coaches. It might just seem like too much of a dose to be dealing with uh, despite his prodigious talents and all that. However, Gatlin is probably one of few who would easily put the hand up there and say, I feel as though I can manage that guy. And like, it, it, with that in mind, do you think that possibly, like Russell just brings that, I hate to use the term, but that little bit of X factor or that little bit of um, being an unknown quantity for the box that might see him sneak his way onto the plane despite that uh, infraction with Scotland? Yeah, I don't think, I, I think um, if he misses out, it won't be because of, Gatlin's um, lack of confidence in, in his ability to manage him. I think um, he certainly wouldn't have any worries about that. And, and speaking to Mike Prendergast about Russell, he's actually pretty easy to manage. Um, there's a lot of other other stuff that's gone on um, and it's caused this kind of bust up in, 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 in Scotland. But um, I just didn't think, you know, um, Gatlin's understanding of, of test match rugby, uh, Russell's, for sure he has talent, for sure he has X Factor. Um, but just looking back and, and, and talking to some people involved in, in the World Cup some coaches it's becoming less and less relevant around your halfbacks it's, it's more your outside backs you're looking for that game breaking ability you need guys at 9 and 10 um, who are very good at playing the percentages and, and um, you know controlling the game and I think Russell still struggles with that a little bit and while he has unbelievable skill set um, I, I think the higher level you go, the higher you go up the more that's neutralised so um, for me, he misses out because of his game management. That's why I've gone for, you know, bigger actually has developed his his attacking play uh, drastically this year, um, or since he's gone to Northampton under Chris Boyd. I mean, he's a he's a far better um, option now at getting a backline moving. Obviously, he has, you know, big game temperament, you know, strong leadership, goal kicking, and and for me himself, Sexton and, and Farrell are are ahead of the rest in in um, in those areas and and. Um, that's why Russell and, and maybe George Ford, you know, who I do rate, Patchell, etc., and Hastings, who's an up-and-coming player, and Anscombe, who's, who's talented, that's why they miss out in, in my selection. Darren, how are you getting on there with yours? I have Roman Endemach written down here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm uh, only joking. Um, I thought that was a really interesting point, actually, from Bernard about Finn Russell um, and about... I'd never looked at it that way, but, you know, when I look at the best... Um, 
tens that I played and the best halfbacks I played with. And it's actually a really interesting point. The, the, the best ones are the ones that just conduct the whole thing. Um, probably an example at the minute at, at, at Ulster is Billy Burns. Not to suggest he'll be on the line, sir. I hope he is. Um, but there's nothing flash about him, but he just controls the game magnificently. So it's a really interesting point about Flair being in the in the back three and the outside backs as opposed to in your half backs. So as a result of that, I had Finn Russell in my three, but Bernard's just talked them off my plane. Um, so I'm leaving Sexton in there. Um, yeah, listen, his form's not where it has been, but he's just been too good um, to leave out. I have never liked the Owen Farrell at 12 thing. I've seen it work for England-ish, but uh, every time we, as in Ireland, play England, I hope that he's playing 12 and he's not playing um, 10 inside the likes of like a Tualangi Slade combination. So I prefer Farrell at number 10. Um, Sorry, at number 12 if he's playing against Ireland, just to be clear. <laughs> yeah. but um, <laughs> And then the third one, I actually, I, I, I didn't have a Welsh player in because I've always been a massive Dan Bigger fan, but he seems to have fallen behind Anscombe. Anscombe's obviously injured. Um, I'm not sure. I see Adam Hastings getting there. George Ford, I'm not sure about. So I'm going to go uh, back to Gatland. No one liking what he... Uh, liking what he knows or knowing what he likes or one of the other or upside down or one of the which ways and I'm putting in Dan Bigger also just that competitive streak kicking game ball in the air um, yeah Dan Bigger Murray how likely would it be to your mind that now this is provided that as you say Ford does make the squad but that Gatlin would deploy what England have done with Ford and Farrell the 10-12 axis or will he kind of go for the more conventional option of a Farrell at 10 if he was to start that way? Well, he's obviously shown the, the willingness to do that in, on the last Lions tour when, when Farrell and Sexton teamed up to great effect. I thought it was actually probably a test too late in, in that tour and they should have started the first test. It worked well when they had, had Sexton back into the team and, and Farrell pushed to 12. They created a bit more in attack. They got outside the Kiwis a couple of times and obviously there's the, the red card factor, Sonny Bill Williams, to, to be considered in that. But I thought it worked quite well and, and he showed that willingness definitely. And and that's one of the reasons, like one of the reasons I have Ford in there is that Farrell would be my starting 10 in, in my eyes. He, he's just a brilliant um, director, excellent kicker. He's I think he's a better defender at 10 than he is at 12 where at 10 that real aggression he brings is is there's more defenders around him almost and and certainly less of those missed tackles because he goes all or nothing and and the all tackles are absolutely huge but sometimes in nothing ones he just slips off um i think he's excellent defending at 10 and his passing game for me is underrated he he's consistently superb at putting people into space um, and he's maybe seen as a bit of a kind of robotic player but I think he has a lovely bit of vision we've seen it he, he's done it against Ireland for example um, from, from out half and even from second receiver so for me he's a starter I think you can have Ford as that option to potentially go to your 10-12 obviously Sexton can give you that as well and I think to have that capability is is important as well if you're if you're going to try and change things potentially even after 60 minutes or whatever i think forward as well he's improved his defense from from what i've seen he's obviously a smaller guy but he's he's made more of his tackles he's really game for it obviously his tactical kicking is excellent and i think he's got a really strong tactical brain i think he'd be a really great person to have there with farrell and sexton to treat him 
being that kind of uh, brains trust really in in the the heart of the the squad. I think they'd work well together. They'd, they'd be ferociously competitive together, and they give you a couple of options for that ten twelve uh, combination. Bernard, would you see, foresee uh, Farrell maybe actually being a twelve for the entirety of this test series, per, uh, possibly if in fact Gatlin looked at it the same way as Murray did, in which that. Um, he, he possibly moved that way a little bit too late last time out. Yeah, I think so. Um, Gatlin definitely wants to have two playmakers um, or even three, uh, depending on his full-back selection. And uh, one way to get around the rush or get past the rushes is, is through having kickers all over the field. So um, I could I could see Sexton playing at 10 and, and Farrell playing at 12. Um, yeah, or, you know, or Bigger playing 10 and Farrell playing at 12. Uh, definitely, I think that's one way that, that he will look at it, you know, rather than try and go through it with power or evasion, um, they might try and find that kick space that that England looked to get, looked to find in the World Cup final. But obviously their scrum, um, their scrum just cost them. It was too big of a, a weakness in, in that game. But uh, um, I, I would see Farrell playing some rugby at, at twelve, to be honest, um, and I, and that could could potentially be his test position. He's he's definitely for me. He's definitely going to be in the team. Um, I just think he's uh, he's massively important on and off the field, and uh, um, he'll start. It's just where he starts. Darren, what is it about uh, Farrell that you prefer at ten from the point of view of watching him as a neutral, say, not against Ireland? Like you, you obviously know midfield incredibly well. Um, would you rather, from a Lions perspective, that Gatlin would stick with Farrell at ten rather than have him at twelve, or do you see? The value in him being a twelve with somebody inside him. Um, to me, it probably comes down to who the real, real form players are and who the who are the must-have players in the team. Um, so like Farrell, if he's fit, has to be in the team. So it kind of comes down to um, a who's playing well and b how you want to play. So for example, if things are as they are, um, you're probably looking at playing um Farrell at 10 and then like appreciate um Jonathan Davies hasn't played uh, much rugby and not to preempt the next episode but I'd love to see Farrell at 10 alongside like a, a Tulangi Davies combo um amongst sort of others so if, if there's loads of good options in the centres and there's not another 10 who's really putting his hand up then I would expect to see Farrell more at 10. If there's loads of options at 10 and the centre situation's a bit all over the place, then that's where I expect to see Farrell in the centre. And I think that's what's happened at England a bit. Um, John, um, Joseph's been sort of injured and in and out of the team at Bath. Um, Tulangi injuries. And they've chopped and changed a lot and they haven't really found um, their best centre pairing. And as a result, Farrell sort of slipped in there. I think if the likes of Manu and, and Slade could get a run together in the centre for England, you might see Farrell playing 10 a bit more. And is Farrell your first choice 10? Um, going on the fact that I think uh, there's more chance of um, there being more centres in form than Johnny Sexton getting back to his absolute best. Yes, although I would like to put a small disclaimer in that I acknowledge uh, Bernard's point just about the kicking game, but I would love to see like a Farrell to Lange Davies midfield and just three, uh, just wreck the place really. Your man defence. So, 
<laughs> so, so Darren, you've gone uh, Farrell to start at a push, then Sexton and Bigger on the plane. Bert, you see it the exact same way. And Murray, the only difference for you is that you've got Ford in there in place of Bigger. Uh, do you, with the Sexton situation, I can imagine a lot of people, even Irish people, who will acknowledge what an unbelievable player he's been probably our best out half ever certainly of the professional era hope Rog isn't listening as well by the way but like there will be people who are looking at his last 12 to 18 months form for ireland not so much for leinster but certainly a test level where while we'll see one game in three something resembling his best and be reminded of the incredible player that he is he hasn't really been doing that consistently at test level for a while now and also add in the fact that we're talking about 12 months down the line when he's a, a year older. Might not make a big difference, particularly with the rest, but he's no spring chicken at the same time. Is there any concern, uh, starting with yourself, Murray, that maybe just nature is kind of taking place and maybe he is on a decline to the point that he can't quite string together two or three top-level test performances in a row? Yeah, there obviously is that concern. He's going to be... He's going to turn 36 during the tour, as far as I can remember his birthdays in the summer so yeah i think he's going to turn 36 so it would be an, a, a remarkable achievement really wouldn't it to to go especially a, a, in the, in the backline position but i don't think he's ever been really you know based his game on on physicality or speed or anything like that he he does obviously have a break and he has always had that and he's a really aggressive defender but i think they're almost more mental attributes than anything i i, I think he's physically aside from picking up little injury issues when he's out on the pitch um, he's physically more than capable of of doing a, a brilliant job. Um, there's loads in his game that can improve in, in the next year. Even the consistency of kicking from hand, from from tee. Like, you know, you think of him as this brilliant restart player even, but that hasn't always been there over the last year. His passing game is a, a real strength, but it hasn't always been at a, a very world-class level and that's the standard we judge him to and he's almost a victim of what we know he can do most recently in 2018 when he was pretty much perfect wasn't he um, and if he doesn't hit those heights people tend to to judge him quite negatively I think that probably goes along with the character he is and and the passion aggression he shows the way he gets flustered with teammates and himself and um, that's just his personality I still think he's better than most out halves in the game even as he's playing now he's just not quite at that absolute 100% level that he's capable of um, and may not get back there but um, I still think he's better than, than other options and if he can stay fit as you say uh, which is an if again we, d we don't know how it's going to pan out over the next while but at the moment he's not playing games obviously he's going to in his mind add longevity that way and you can guarantee that he's avidly studying the game every day to make himself uh, better in, in terms of the tactical and decision making processes as well as fixing those little niggles he's had as well so uh, in his own mind he'll definitely knowing him and the competitive spirit he is he'll definitely be seeing this as increasing his chances of um, of going on the tour <clears throat> Excuse me. Bernard for a player who is 35 or, or 36 like it's something we maybe don't associate with players at that juncture in their careers the idea that they can improve um, you'd know Sexton fairly well and like how, how much will he be working on like improvements in more intricate parts of his game and do you believe that even allowing for the fact that he is uh, you know naturally uh, heading towards uh, the end of his career that he can rediscover a vein of form where he could 
kind of just perform consistently, even if it was at 80 or 90% of the player he was in, in 2018. As Murray says, he's still one hell of an out-half. Yeah, 100%. I think um, I think when you look at, like, uh, we're judging him on, on basically his performances in an Irish team um, that have been struggling, and, and it's very difficult. And same for Connor, uh, for sure. The only, the only reason I'm uh, I'm still confident Johnny will will be ahead of Connor, or Connor is in my selection, is I think Johnny's shown you know, post-World Cup, in that gap between the World Cup and the Six Nations, for Leinster, that he, he was still um, pulling the strings and, and, and still, a, uh, you know, a world-class performer. I think he had um, he had a knee injury in the Six Nations, uh, which definitely affected him um, and definitely affected his, 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 his goal-kicking. So I think this break will be will be really good for, from, from that point of view. And, um, you know, I know he'll be, he'll be working hard, and that's something that you can kick in... Uh, you know, work on in your lockdown is is, is your kicking game, um, and uh, you know I'm sure he will come back physically and and, and mentally re- you know refreshed from from this break, and um, he'll be absolutely focused on on trying to um, get back to the level of form that that, that makes him a standout player and, and, and such an important man for Ireland, and and you know if he gets back to the level he'll be a really important man on, on the Lions tour as well. So I actually think he's a guy um, that will. Will thrive in this. Try being written off. Um, has the mental strength to to deal with that, and will fine tune the elements of the game he's not happy with, um, and you know clear up his body of injuries and, and come back, come back hopefully and, and lay down another marker because the competition. You know I think I, I said I think top ten was was one of the most highly contested positions, um, but so he'll have to get back to that level. But I, I would expect him to do it. Final word then to yourself, Darren, and I'm going to put you on the spot here, but because you didn't have the opportunity to do it last week, uh, Bernard and Murray both selected Alan Wynne-Jones as their tour captains for next summer. If I was to put you on the spot, who do you pick as your captain, albeit if it's in the uh, if it's in midfield or in the back three, um, we can always postpone it until next week? Um, it's a good question. I think the two... It probably, yeah, it's got to be Alan Wynne Jones. The only uh, one who probably is an outsider would be Owen Farrell, would it? He's, um, uh, I think it's good that your captain is like nailed on to start, um, in your test team. Uh, obviously, it's not always going to be the case, and um, Alan Wynne Jones is probably very likely to, but. He's not nailed on to with the form of the likes of James Ryan and Itoji, etc. So I will go with Alan Wynne Jones, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was Owen Farrell. Fair enough. Darren, thanks a million for joining us again. Cheers, guys. And Bernard, thank you. Pleasure as always. Yeah, you're welcome. Chat to you soon. And Murray, thank you as well. We'll chat to you later on. Cheers, Gav. Thanks, lads. Thanks, everybody at home who listened. Uh, we're into the final stretch now next week, and we'll round it off. I uh, hope you've enjoyed them so far. Uh, if you want to get more rugby podcasts, Murray and I do Rugby Weekly Extra as part of the 42 membership program, members at the 42.ie if you want to sign up there. Uh, we will be back with the mailback episode on Monday in that one. So until Monday, if you're a member, or until next Thursday, if not, mind yourselves in the meantime. Take it easy. I don't think we've met before, but I'm the referee on this field. If you're working as an accountant and you lose your job, nobody really notices. Leinster could offer me five mil a year, I wouldn't go. It is Tommy Rugby, rugby, weekly. Little reverse pass. Oh, 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 oh,